0: That is a jewel from
1: GFK has done it again! What a goal by uh, Five goals to head up from and the league champion, lose,
2: On 11.16, SEM, the 4 Diego.
3: G'day, everyone, and welcome to the 4 Diegos here in in SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Good evening, Rodrigo Rodriguez, with you on this Wednesday night. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to you. Good evening, Rodrigo. Hi, everyone. Yeah, good to see you. And uh, Warren, you got the uh, bandana on today. I'm not happy, Rodrigo, and I'll divulge when you give me an opportunity. I will. <laughs> it's always something
0: with him.
1: There is. Actually, Vinny. I've got a bone to pick with you. All right, Carlos. Good day. How are you going? How are
2: you there, Rodrigo? We're we're actually representing a really important cause tonight, and that's how he starts. <laughs> He's got a bone to pick. He's got there's there's poison in you, Vinny. Uh, not not Vinny. Uh, Warren. There's poison. Every time he opens his mouth on this show. Yeah, it's a bit sad. But anyway,
3: hey, uh, thanks to Finey and another fantastic show. We'll be back tomorrow night. And uh, nice to hear Zanners and Jeff Poulter um, on just before the Diego's. Gab Rossi, also very interesting. Great radio um, just before the Diego's. And you can catch uh, Gabriel Rossi back to the 90s, his 20th anniversary tour on Friday the 31st of March. The show starts at 8pm at the Darabin Arts and Entertainment Centre. Make sure you call them uh, to book your tickets. Uh, It's part of the comedy festival. But... uh, Michael hey, J. Fox is in that show, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, back to the 90s. Thank you very much. There you go. Hey, tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Hey, we've got a big show for you tonight. Give us a call, 9429 1116, or send us a text message on 0433 98 1116. Do, do, I, do I give Warren the opportunity? What, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? Oh,
1: well, what's wrong is... <laughs> Make it quick. Yes. In my other workplace, mm-hmm. other than Diego's, this is a part time, it's not a full time job. It pays like a part time job. <laughs> um, there's been a large number of people in the workplace that I spend most of my day coming up and asking me how my undercarriage is. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: because you, in your other job, you are the janitor at Melbourne City. <laughs> yes. You, and you actually come straight up, straight yep. before the show, you come yep. from cleaning the offices. And Fernando
1: Brandan and, on uh, crutches today uh, came up and actually said, yep. Hey, Warren, yep. how's your undercarriage? Did and I you, said, what, what do you mean? Did, did, did he you, ask to
2: see the work done? Yeah. Did <laughs> you actually rummage through Scott Munn's office the way you normally do? Yeah, yeah, no, I got out of
1: Scotty's. No, so Vinny, <laughs> can you clarify on air, you, not me? The fact that two things. My <laughs> surgery wasn't cosmetic and, yeah, just do that for me.
0: I'll just say that you, there were brochures left behind. I assume they were yours, Warren. I apologise if I got it wrong.
3: Very good. And Very good. Vinny's brought in uh, four bandanas today our National Bandana Day. Yes, and that's in my really workplace
0: good. we celebrated uh, Bandana Day. And yeah. uh, canteen, the people I work with did a fantastic job, yes, for Canteen, Kids for Cancer. So Ooh, I just yeah. want to shout out to the people who run that organisation and to the families and, and everyone involved
3: with that organisation. A lot of love from the Diego's. Hey, we've got a big show tonight. Um, boys, let's get into it right now yeah. because, what is it? Uh, it's nine past eleven. Um, it's already nine past eleven. Time flies <laughs> when you're listening to Warren. Um, so, you know, I picked up the papers. We talked a bit about the uh, the... You know the national second division last week. We 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 heard you, you had a town hall meeting, Carlos. You knew that stuff was going on. So, and then there's articles in the Age uh, about the Nas- national second division kicking off with or without the FFA. Is there an update on
2: that? Yeah, I'm not sure it's it's as far uh, forward as right what, what we're you know, what we're hearing at the moment, Rodrigo. It's just the NPL clubs are coming together and. Like everyone else, they're forming an association. It's a posse, Carlos. Yeah, they're all... It's a posse. F- the A-League clubs form the, an association. Uh, the PFA and the women are forming an association. Diego's are forming an association. Absolutely. And now the NPL clubs uh, are doing the same thing because they want to have a say at the table, mm. at the decision-making table uh, with, uh, with, you know, who gets on the board and where the direction of Australian football's going. And they want not only do they want some sort of compensation for any players that they, that they develop, I think they get about $7,000 per player that goes into the A-League, but they also want you know, something to, to strive for. Uh, they aspire for a second division to happen at some yeah, stage. No, sure. And if you lift it up to the FFA, they won't even consider expansion for two years. Cause, so you can imagine when they've got a the second division on the agenda, FFA won't entertain it at all, but the, these guys are saying, we're just sick of this. We're going to do it anyway. We're going, to, we're going to look at... I mean, Mike Cockrell wrote an article during the week That's suggesting right. that... Uh, that uh, that it, Look, it's not official, of course, but it's suggesting that these this association of NPL clubs will either go ahead uh, with or without the FFA to do this. But the question is, I don't understand how they could do that because, uh, obviously, if part of the issue down the track is promotion and relegation, well... I don't think they'll How be a, does
1: an unofficial rebel competition exactly right. make its yeah. way into the official FFA yeah. competition?
2: Well, I'm not sure whether it'll be FFA then, but FFA will have some say in the A-League going forward irrespective of how much they relinquish to the owners, because that's the other thing the A-League clubs want a more independent and uh, autonomous type A-League, and if the NPL clubs go and say listen, we're going to start a second division, we don't care about what the FFA say, uh, I don't think they'll get what they want in a few years' time, as far as promotion and relegation is the official A League. So I think that's probably counter, uh, counter intuitive to what they want yeah. to, to happen. Uh, but that's where we are at the moment. It just
3: seems at the moment it just seems that there's there's obviously a lot of what we call stakeholders, if you like, or a lot of factions within the game, and they're well, they're starting to develop mm. again. You know, is everyone? ganging up on the FFA, and have they done such a bad job? Is this,
1: I just want to say that at the least opportune time we have this conversation, if anybody in the game does it, why, why is it the least opportune time? Because clearly, if the FFA has said that we need to wait a while, why is there so much distrust if if you look at where the game has come from, Carlos, to where it is now, does any reasonably intelligent person not think that the way that the game has progressed in the time that the A-League has been on hasn't been satisfactory? Now, yes, there's some discussion around where do we go next and simply to me... It's not what's going to happen. It's the time frame in which it occurs. So who do you trust to make that decision? Do you trust people who have got a self-interest? And make no mistake, one of the issues around clubs running their own competition is as much as they talk us, they're more talking about own self-interest and self-promotion. But you don't know what
2: model is going to be used to run a But neither secondary. do they. Well, you, you don't know. I mean, really, this is just conversation at the moment. This is just right. paper talk. And stuff it's not being, helpful conversation. This stuff being fed to Michael Lynch at the age, who seems to be writing a fair bit about it, and also stuff that's fed to Mike Cockrell, uh, who's, who's been writing that, that article that, that could be almost a rebel league mm. that's starting, Uh, I don't know that. Is any of it positive, Carlos? Anything good for the game? uh, Where's where's the the genesis of all this? The genesis of all this Mm. is the fact that I think people weren't, um, I think people were underwhelmed with the TV rights money that was negotiated by the FFA this time around. Everyone expected eighty million dollars to be, you know, double the amount that they originally got. Uh, with the first TV deal, everyone expected 80 million. Suddenly, it's around the $57 million mark, plus, plus, plus. So, you know, contras this left one said, yep. we haven't got the free-to-air money right now. We don't know what that is, right? But it's not 80 million. And so suddenly clubs are saying, well, how long do we have to wait? Because we've been asked to wait 10 years so far. Uh, with the, the owners of the A-League clubs have been losing money all that time. They've been patient. Uh, they've been trying to run a club. They've been trying to bring in marquees, all that sort of stuff. At what point do you say, OK, FFA, I've had enough? And I think that's what we're hearing from the A-League clubs. We're hearing that from the women's side of the game. And we're hearing that now from the MPL clubs, by the way, Warren, who have to, um, uh, their fee to their federations and the A-League every year is $100,000. And for what? But they, they, they get nothing in return they get very little in return and if they do develop a player that goes to an A league their compensation is $7,000 so i can understand why That's not going
1: to be solved Carlos by going off and developing a rebel competition
2: well, i mean
1: that's... all those questions that you ask are absolutely pertinent there and they can be worked through one by one by one,
2: but it's a bit like. But how do you work through? I that to, when the FFA is saying no. We. Are, we well, how do, do you it, know that the FFA no, is saying? Because they've said they're going to delay expand before they even talk about a second division. So inaction
3: has created absolutely this, this so, whole
2: thing about trust us, just wait, wait, wait. Well, when? every year they wait is more money that's yeah. being thrown into the game by these NPL clubs, and you know if they had some direction, I think we touched on it last week. If they had some direction some timelines to know what was going to happen, they would know how to spend their money and not just throw it into thin air the way it's, it's happening at the moment. Just because
0: I think people are a little bit impatient and I, and I think it, it's, it's linked with the TV deal. I know part of me thinks it's, it's also linked a, a little bit with Ange saying now's the time to just take risks and, 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 and put yourself out there. And, well, I don't think and, he's and,
2: saying take risks, Vinny. Well, no,
0: or to expand and yeah. we've, we've got to find the new markets. But I think the, the FFA concept... The A League concept was always about doing it responsibly, so that you've got a, a long-term viable. But do you think, we
2: Vinny? Do you think we were ready for West Sydney Wanderers? Are we were fiscally ready for West Sydney Wanderers? No, we just the recognition was we had to put a team there. In fact, the FFA didn't get sponsors; they had to run it themselves. That was a risk, and look at it. They yeah, put there it was in the two wrong, other risks that they, failed they, they, before. Then yeah, Carlos. but that was on the wrong premise. They put they put. They brought those teams in. You're talking about Gold Coast. You're talking about North Queensland Fury. Mm -hmm. They brought them on the wrong premise. The West Sydney Wanderers bid was always going to be successful because they put it in the right spot and they put it, in a, in a, as I've said before, in a hotbed mm-hmm. of, of football. Gold case is not a hotbed of football been, at but, the top they're, level they're or probably, North Queensland's not. You,
0: you can, I don't know how many other hotbeds of football exist in this mm. country. I think that there are other yeah, but there are possible beating. potential yeah, but
2: beds. Even, but, I don't know that they're going to be But they're not, but hot they're not even considering that. They're saying for two years we're not going to touch it. And, and he, surely and, there's other hotbeds around but, the place. But,
0: but so the, my problem with the – the, look, I don't mind a posse forming. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and look, if they want to run things and, it, and they can prove that it's viable, then I think that benefits uh, the people who run the A-League because maybe they can back off a little bit and they don't want to uh, be responsible for any failures or having to, to clean up when things go, go pear I don't mind that. But at the end of the day, th- there are things – that the A-League have set up in terms of, I don't know, a club culture and things like that, which at the moment the NPL clubs that are getting together, they're going to need to sort of match up. So I don't think they provided the timeline, as you say, but I don't think um, we necessarily need to rush things. I I don't have a problem with any of this sort of discussion and people seeing what's possible. I'm not necessarily convinced that whatever happens next is going to, you know, blow blow things out of the water like Western Sydney Wanderers did. I think that they were kind of a...
2: No one knew, Vinny, what was going to happen oh, with them. I think them. people and had like, an inkling about you that. You can't identify that. Another, no, no, another one, No, I'll well, no, tell you, no one knew that victory was going to be su- as successful as it is. I reckon that's no, part I'll of the i tell problem. you, we interviewed Jeff Lord 11 years ago in the week, three days before the, uh, the first game, the, and he had no idea how many people were going to rock up that day. I think they had 2,000 memberships signed up going into that first game. They've got 18,000 people in that first game. No one knew, Vinny. So this is all. You've got to do your due diligence, and you've got to look at the data that's out there. But I'm telling you, there are other places you can put teams. Otherwise, we should shut the door yeah, right now. So
0: theoretically, what if they are doing their due diligence, and they're saying we've got to wait still? We've but they're still
2: not doing wait. The, they haven't even done the criteria, Vinny.
3: Well, I don't know what they're doing. Well, they're there. going to
2: communicate it, Vinny. I think, I think that's yeah. the issue. But and they
3: haven't think, even constructed a current criteria. No, no. But what I'm, but what I'm saying mm. is, is, that, is that the last couple of communications have been, we're going to delay. Um, yeah. Well, we're even going to delay the release of the criteria. So everyone's getting restless. I, I, just, I just think, I mean, right at the start I said, you know, a national second division uh, is going to kick off with or without the FFA. I think that was Mike Cockrell's yeah. article in the, in the Age Sydney Morning Herald. Um, Surely, surely, the, these groups, these clubs from around Australia who are, are meeting in Melbourne, which is the the hotbed of you know, rebellious, <laughs> yeah, yeah, re- rebellion, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they started off with Melbourne and now clubs from all around they Are they, are they the meeting country. at Sovereign Hill? They, they're, they're meeting at Rodrigo, Melbourne. Rodrigo, meeting Eureka at Stockade. Eureka Stockade. Yeah. They're meeting the at Home Trade Hall. They're Trade <laughs> me- Hall. Yeah, that's right, okay. Trade Hall. Well,
0: they're going to march from Sovereign that's Hill right. to Trade but Hall. But here's the thing
3: that I... am sorry. Just, just sorry. Surely they'll get something together and then... They'll go to the FFA and say, "Here it is. We've put this together. We need you on board, or we want you on board. You've got until this date to approve this, or not." Yeah, you so blackmail, really? No, no, no. I think I think there's a way of negotiating this diplomatically, but but clearly these clubs are, are feeling that the you know there's not a lot of direction coming from head the office. Impression but, of is the FFA's inaction? The impression. Um, on purpose. action? is action. Well,
2: but, but, well, I don't think it's on purpose. I think they're just, they just don't have trust in the industry. And if you're leading an industry and you don't have trust in the people in your industry, you're in trouble. Because but, this is an industry that's vibrant and growing all the time. There are more participants. We all we'll know this. 3.1 million people are actively involved in world football in this country every week. million, either players, coaches, or whatever. So this is an industry that we we don't need to make a profit out of it. We just need to pay the bills. And this is the thing. They're so worried about teams going under, but they forget that those teams, North Queensland we're talking about, in Gold Coast, were brought in for the wrong reasons. The reason they brought Gold Coast in is because Clive Palmer said he had jet plane to take his... (laughs) Team all around, and that that completely wowed the yeah. board. See, let's bring this guy in, and he was a nightmare the whole time. North Queensland Fury was brought in because, as part of the World Cup bid, they had to show that they were promoting Indigenous football in Indigenous areas, which was ridiculous because that wasn't how you're going to do it. But see, and, and both those teams fell over because they were brought in on the wrong premises. I disagree with your premise because
1: you're basically saying to me that. They're upset with the FFA because there's no timeline. But what you're also saying to me is they're not—they ha- wouldn't be happy if the timeline didn't allow no. them. So what I'm saying on, to on, you, if the timeline it. and criteria yep. for two more teams yep. was 2018, yep. and the timeline for a second division was 2022, yep. you reckon they'd be happy with no, that? I, I, I can tell
2: you because I have attended town hall meetings. <laughs> well, <laughs> I refuse to attend. Town hall meetings, if you went Carlos, to a town hall I don't meeting, go. You would know. I've spoken to people at clubs and you know high-ranking officials at NPL clubs in Victoria, and I put it to them. If the FFA came to you right now and said, in 2020, we're going to accept applicants for um, a secondary, professional second division, would you accept They'd say, yep, it gives us three years to get our act together. That's what they That's What, what they about it if it was five years? years? Well, I don't know. I didn't ask them that question, it's- but I'm just saying that they, if they're given a the timeline that they can build to, because at the moment... These clubs are using their money to win games of football. They're paying ridiculous amounts of money to players who are part-time to win a league. But if they knew that they had to have facilities, they had to have a social club, they had to have all sorts of programs, they had to have an academy, they would redirect that money now. Well, I'm going
1: to, say, I'm going to say this, though, that if we want to actually have a hard discussion, you've got to look at the whole model of the game root and branch because you know as well as I do, Carlos, within the MPL level, the cost of putting teams on the park to win National Premier League is actually being trickled down to juniors in terms of the amount of money that they're paying to actually be affiliated with those clubs. So if we're going to actually have a decent look, some of these MPL clubs need to have a look at their models in terms of the costs of the game and the expense of the game and then how much money is being passed on the FFA and affiliation and everything. So let's not just Worried. superficially it, 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 look, not. At it, it's look at it. Look at the cheese. whole thing.
2: It, it's chalk and cheese. When you talk about a, a professional second division it forget about what the MPL looks like right now these teams have to change they have to have 30 full-time staff rather than two full-time it's just completely it is so where does that money come from is it going to
1: come from the from is, the junior this players is, this is
2: the whole reason for a second division uh that has no promotion and relegation for a while let them let them work it out for themselves at that level let the really, really great teams that are well put together and they're well financed and, they're, and they've got some, uh, some sustainability about them, let them survive in this second division for 10 years and then you know, have strong teams in that second division through this natural attrition and then you can start opening up the promotion relegation because you know these teams have got a track record. You can see the crowds they're getting, how financial they are, the type of uh, recruitment policies. Don't listen to South Melbourne right now or, or Brisbane Strikers or Tasman. Don't listen. They're all proposals right now. I want to see it Second Division because I want to see whether these people, these clubs, can actually deliver on what they're promising. Isn't there some, just before
3: we go, we've got to go to a break, but isn't there pressure from FIFA um, to adhere to a model. Uh, and and they're, they're putting a lot of pressure on the FFA, aren't they? I mean, yep. um, we've seen a lot written about that. And, uh, you know, David Gallup and um, Stephen Lowy went yep. to Zurich. To, you know, basically, um, there's, there's a lot of pressure from yeah. FIFA and, and the AFC, to change the model. The AFC want the to Asian second, yeah,
2: Confederation. A, yeah, the Asian Confederation want to see promotion relegation as soon as possible. Now, I don't know whether we'll get promotion relegation because there's too much... Too much, uh, you know, There are poles apart, the professionalism and A-League club and NPL. But I think everyone understands that. Start off with the second division. And there's no reason why we can't do it. The, no. the money's there to start it. Um, and if teams fail in the second division, well, that's okay. Ring in the next lot. Just have it going for five, six, seven, eight years, ten years. See what, the, what how strong your teams are and then see whether you're ready for promotional relegation.
3: Interesting discussion. I'm sure we'll read a lot more about this and hear a lot more uh, about this as it transpires. Hey, we need to take a break now and come back with more of the Four Diego's on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of
2: sport. On 11.16 SEN, the Four Diego's.
3: Thanks for joining us on this warm Wednesday night. Really appreciate your company. Gee, I wish we had the he thinks uh, he knows everything. The recorder going uh, off air. <laughs> the bandanas kn-
0: came off. Rodrigo. The bandanas everything.
1: came off just because he goes through a couple of town hall meetings. He reckons he knows who, who everything. Are you talking about why? you? Oh, me? You we'll, know everything.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about uh, obviously the what's going on um, behind the scenes. No, no. He's telling in, us what he knows in the world game. Of course, the national second division. Uh, when is the right time? Clubs getting together uh, behind the FFA's back. Will they take it to the FFA? Is there a hotbed? Just <laughs> off the text message uh, from Paul, and, yep. and we'll lead, this will lead into the next discussion. A-league clubs need a population of 2 million to be viable. There isn't any more of these markets left. In Diego's parlance, Ooh. is there another hotbed like the Western Sydney Wanderers? Yep. No um, clear hotbed. Is there a warm bed? It doesn't mean it doesn't
2: mean <laughs> that you won't find a, a a geographic region that can't sustain an A League club. We're talking about getting average crowds of fifteen thousand people in a boutique stadium. How many clubs get that at the moment? Well, that, Melbourne the, Victory. We talked one during the break during, just, the break. during the break, you were saying the last available hotbed was West Sydney Wanderers, right? They were the they were the most successful second team in a in a market yep. that we've had, right? That's it. But are you saying that Sydney FC, with the crowds and what they generate every week, is a successful team?
1: By rugby league comparison, no, no, yes, they about, are. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about No, they're not. Okay, they're not. So,
2: and, and have they been put in the wrong region? No. Okay, they've no. been put in the right region, but why haven't they been... Why aren't they getting 35,000 people in every game? No, they've probably been poorly managed. And, and poor marketing and the whole lot, right? So... There's a lot more reasons why clubs don't succeed in markets well, rather than regions. So I believe, because you asked me this question during the break too, I believe that Geelong, if you're talking about a region, I think Geelong, given... It's not what, a
1: hotbed, though.
2: It may not be a hotbed, but Geelong region, well-managed, well-marketed, thrilled people with good marquees, and the fact that there's an AFL club there that we, we can see a professional club sporting club succeed in that region, even though it's depressed economically and all the rest of it, they still get 30,000 people to games. I think a Geelong club that's well managed and excites people can bring in 15,000 people a game. At, at uh, Canadian Park or whatever it's called. I days. think
1: you're better off looking at markets like Tasmania, and I haven't been to town hall meetings. So, but so you're stand I, I don't care. I don't think it's a but, hotbed. I
2: don't, I don't care. Well, I don't, it's worth may, having there, a dip at. There may not be hotbeds like West Sydney anymore, but there are regions well, that, when well managed teams are put in there, will get 15,000 people per game. I, there's a, there's a yeah. Sorry,
3: Vinny, there's a couple of hotbeds that have got teams in the A League yeah. at the moment, like Perth. We all thought. Uh, Perth was a hotbed. Let, let me um, just say, if you put I mean, a, it should be a hotbed. Well,
2: you tell, I'll tell you if they put another team in Perth, right, Fremantle Wednesday, right, <laughs> or another team in South Australia, um, you know, West Adelaide, whatever you want to call it, um, they would fill those grounds on their derbies. Does anyone disagree with that? Does well, anyone no, disagree? they don't
0: have that many. Their grounds aren't that big. So, yes, I would ex- expect them to probably get the, 15000 they, they would,
2: well, well hope. I, mean, I don't know, the, maybe. But the MME M- 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 Stadium? NIB. NIB Stadium in, uh, in <laughs> WA. I mean, that's a that's a 22, Yeah, $22,000. they will fill that with a derby. But,
0: but I think one of the issues that, that uh, the A-League's having is that our, our crowds are a little bit fickle. And, and I don't know that we can sustain... We, we, we don't have any club barring maybe Western Sydney Wanderers and, and victory. But why is that, that
2: Vinny? Is it because of the, the, the game or is the way it's marketed? or I mean, there are reasons for these things. Yes, there are.
0: I, and, and I don't know. I, I can't speak in terms of... Expertly, I can only speak anecdotally and in terms of just what I think, and I think that there are many reasons, and 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 what some of them may well be just the the abundance of things to do on a weekend, and you can't always get to a game. But we went we y-
2: went through this on Saturday night. Yeah. We asked the question about the the victory crowd, which is mm-hmm. about sixteen and a half thousand yep, yep. or whatever it was, and people were texting in and, and ringing in and telling us that that we need, they need more excitement now. They, they, it's all there's a sameness about stuff. So you. The longer you wait, the more you might lose people who have supported a club religiously every week and saying, well, I'm not getting thrilled by this anymore. It's, a, it's some sameness about this. Even the Melbourne derbies aren't necessarily, you know, the hottest ticket in town anymore. The Sydney derbies are, but not in the Melbourne derby. So the, we run the risk by delaying, delaying, delaying of losing people. And football supporters are very, very cynical guys. We know that. Yeah. You know, when you lose them, you lose them. It's so, hard to get them back. So, you know, you, you apply the business principle.
3: You know, do you go growth for growth's sake? When you've got limited funds, you kind of, you know, from a business perspective, you, you actually want to maintain. You want to, you want to grow your base. You want to make sure that what you've got today is fully maximised, right? It's fully optimised. Um, so you can see the um, pragmatic... Nature of head office right? If they
2: ever did that Would West Sydney Wanderers Ever come into the yeah, competition but, West City,
3: but, but that that was the last Outrage I would never call it An outrageous decision I'm putting air quotes in this You know that was the last Big decision they made The The FFA made And it, really I mean my, my estimation I don't think it was A huge risk No, Really I, They, they yeah. funded it yeah,
2: um, it was, when they have no money, they had but, to fund a, a full club. But, you know, it's a for hotbed. Years. That, that, that,
3: to me, was a clear... And, I think and and the data was they, pointing all, to we, Sydney for a long said, time. We all said they should have been in there from the start. Their biggest
1: yeah. mistake, and I think, and I've said this, the biggest mistake in terms of generating success and reasonably even success for teams across the whole competition was starting with a bigger competition at the start. If they were going to have two teams, if they are going to have two teams, they should have two teams in Melbourne, Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory, make a start and let them evolve from but the that start. that was the PFA model. It was. The Australian
2: Premier League PFA model. But I understand after they had to blow up the NSL, I understand why they had to be that pragmatic at the start. Yeah, i give them that. Yeah. But it's made, we're, we're, it's made
1: new teams more difficult
3: to get going because well, there's been I think, been I think we're going to
2: change our mindset completely now. By
3: the way, yeah. I, I was going on then mm. to say that you know is it time now to to grow you've got to, you know, absolutely you've got you've got the t v rights you know it, yeah admittedly not as much as they originally first thought, but there's money coming into the game, and there's a truckload of money in the game that is not being spent absolutely. by... absolutely
2: or not or there is, or
3: is not being s- sourced
2: absolutely yeah. and that's that's the stuff we're talking about guys yeah there is money out there that People are waiting and seeing before. I mean, it's the Socceroos Absolutely. had won an Asian Cup, and did we have a sponsor for the Socceroos? Or did we just get one recently? Celtic. Cal- Celtic. I mean, yeah. really, there are properties that we own in this sport. The, have not been invested in because people are just watching they you know they want to get the numbers this and that just go out and just be a little bit more positive don't worry necessarily that we have to make profits every time uh it's just it's as though the management the ffa get paid a commission if they make a profit or they have losses and maybe that's how it's been run i don't know but we we've got to we've got to invest for the future absolutely you've got, to, you've, got you've got we've got to connect
3: the grassroots with the A-League. There's got to be a better connection. And the only way to do that is to spend a bit of money and create that that link between the two. And and that could be these what the these um, NPL teams are talking about it could be that sort of model because all of a sudden investors at that level uh, because that's that's a huge market yeah yeah mums and dads kids you know millions of them uh, you know ready they're they're willing participants they're spending a truckload of money already to participate you know so that's what everyone's saying let's connect the two and let's not wait and and I and I am feeling the frustration. So it sounds like
2: you've changed your tune. No, tonight no, too. no, no. I didn't right.
3: say that. I yeah. disagreed with what's been happening. Yeah. I'm just throwing the questions out there. Tonight, yeah, yeah, Carlos. yeah. No, I, but um, so you're you're not I, sitting on I, the I, fence. I, I, I want growth. I want yeah. I want this thing to grow, mm. and I want it to grow quicker. So so because you know I don't I don't see David Gallup's balance sheet obviously. So but from my perspective, I think this groundswell, uh, what's happening, you know, at grassroots level, is. Is absolutely what needs to happen. Yeah. but I don't think they can do it alone. I actually think they need to bring the FFA along, and and I actually think. But the, the FFA's, FFA don't
2: need to run it. No, 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 no not at all. No. I think
3: that's what I'm kind of yeah. thinking. I think the FFA's inaction is an action, if you like. I think the FFA will mm. let this organically happen, and then because because I actually think don't think they know exactly what to do. You know, so which is um, a problem. Which Rogers. is a problem, but but I think if you let the people who own the game come up with it, then take it to head office, and head office will say, you know what, with a few tweaks here and there yep. to to fit in with our sponsors, to fit in with our networks, to do all this kind of stuff, fit in with the Socceroos the Matildas, the yep. W League, all that sort of stuff, this could actually work. So all of a sudden, yep. they've got a blueprint given to them now. I don't know if they're in the mood to do that, but I think they need to be. Mm.
0: But what's what's stopping? Why can't? What's it going to take for someone to go up to the FA and say, "Look, we've got this much money. Uh, we want to put a club here. Just let us in." Because right now they're the gatekeepers. Well, that's what
2: Les Murray and yeah. uh, and Craig Foster's bid, which was announced after the FFA said we're going to delay it, and according to them, you know they've got billionaire property developers from China who are going to build a stadium in South Sydney and spend a hundred... I mean, how much more money and how much more excitement around a bid can you get? And FFA said, well, no, because we're going to wait two years. Now, I understand why they said that because they've said it to everyone, but it's not... Obviously, that's not something they're going to be tempted by. Uh, The FFA have got to release the strings here, Vinny. They've got to actually turn around and say, okay, uh, we've talked to everyone. We're hearing what everyone's got to say, and this is, this is what we're going to do with expansion. This is what we're going to do, and timelines I'm talking about, with uh, second division. And this is what we're going to do with women's football and every other issue they've got. They've just got to come out and just say, bang, 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 and people can work towards it.
0: Because I think if you want to grow organically, like Rodrigo says, then maybe you just have to be open to a different way of... You know, not waiting for, for your time you've got to forget your timeline, but you've got to change your criteria for entry so that people can come in. So for example, if South Melbourne wanna enter the A League because they can justify they've got the ground and they've got the, the, the financial backing and they they've got a model that can make it sustainable, um, let them enter. Because that would be organic and then it's on them.
2: But there's no criteria yet, Vinny. Well that's what I'm saying but, so yeah, you have yeah. got
0: to re- rejig your how you do your criteria there that's then. right and
2: well, and you can't just have it where every team that puts puts a hand up can come in so there's got to be some criteria and some sort of competitive type of uh you know process oh definitely where yeah. people because we are always going to have even though talk, people are talking about you know the, there's the league got no money this and that but we have what, 10 clubs who have said they're going to put a bid in? I mean, for an unattractive, so-called unattractive league, there's a lot of people who want to play in this league.
3: Very, very much so. Hey, we need to take another break. Very interesting discussion. This is the Four Diego's on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
2: On 11.16 SEN, the Four Diego's.
3: Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, hey, no Mike McGrath tonight, unfortunately. He's uh, in the Spokes. Jose Marino, press He's conference. incognito. Yeah, he's <laughs> gone
1: underground. <laughs> has he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep, deep undercover. Okay. Big story. Oh,
2: big story. Well, you yeah. know, he works for the Sun. Not,
1: not deep, deep undercover. Deep, deep,
3: deep, 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 deep undercover. undercover.
2: Apparently, he's doing the rehab, personal rehab for Harry Kane. <laughs> the ankle. He's actually, rubbing, he's did you see that? I
1: actually thought he almost broke his ankle oh, no. off. It was a really... The fact that he. it's not as bad as what it was earlier in the season. You know, I know this is off topic, but because it was going to be <laughs> Premier League, Sorry. Harry Kane is a deceptively good player. I've never really He's rated like deceptively. him. deceptively. <laughs> He's just a good He's player. No, no. Really I've never well-rated. really rated just, him uh, because just, I don't rate Spurs. Just notice William. Spurs are like, I don't know what Spurs are like, an A-League equivalent. I think Spurs are a bit like Melbourne City in some ways. <laughs> they're there, but they're not, that, they're not that good and they don't threaten <laughs> you very much.
3: I think we can get a few text yeah. messages. very No, very no.
1: Spurs, I mean, in the end, when were Spurs good? When was the last time they were really, really good? I reckon But last year they should
2: have won the league last year. Yeah, but they couldn't. Yeah, because they, they're they, not that good. But they finished second anyway. So, Harry Kane anyway, Harry, Kane's Harry the best Kane English is a very very good, good player of this era. He's the best English center forward of this era. Well,
1: he could be the best. He is since Michael Owen.
2: Well, I'm just saying right now he's the best English Yeah, With Harry best, Kane, Harry Kane go to Spain and get a game at Real Madrid. Yeah, but in, if you're going to
1: compare English strikers He's not in the top 10 in my lifetime.
2: I'm just saying right now. I'm not Yeah, but that's not not very hot. You name one other. Well, name one other. I don't don't have it in front of me right now. No, there you
1: go. You can't. So he's okay, but he's not that good. I yeah. mean, he's good. Gascoigne? He's better than I thought he was. That's what my premise was <laughs> anyway. at the start.
3: Anyway, so um, let's keep talking about uh, uh, what we're talking Do we have talking... to listen? No, no, well, off the, the text. Carlos, i we'll, we'll, No, our listeners now. Oh, are. good, our listeners. Um, I follow the A-League and I'm a former and current Melbourne Croatian Knights NSL supporter. You asked earlier if the A-League has been a success. In some respects, yes such as derby crowds, professionalism facilities, to some extent. But on the other hand, some clubs in the NSL got better crowds, derbies were big, some facilities, and you can argue uh, the quality of players developed was better. That's off the text from Anonymous. That's true,
2: but the NSL, except for Carlton, and I think South Melbourne, when they went to the World Club Championships for a short period of time, none of them were full-time. And if you're not full-time and you're not, I mean, some of the football that was played in the NFL was fantastic. It's comparable with what's what's being played now. And that was, in that respect, it was a fantastic league. And what they did with the resource they had mm. was unbelievable. But it wasn't full-time. There wasn't the funds and the resources to make every one of those clubs full-time. And that makes a hell of a difference. Can I ask you because another? Because there was no real career for the average footballer. He had to go overseas to have your career. So um, so that, that was a big difference between NSL and the A-League right now.
1: I want to ask you another question. I hate deferring to you in this way, Carlos, but I'm going to on this occasion, even though it, it pains me to do this. The comparison around the players that played in the NSL compared to A-League players now. Now, I think there are obviously some differences. Lots more guys in the NSL stayed and played in Australia. They didn't go overseas as quickly to as far-flung places as what Australian players do now. But in all comparison, the A-League players, the Australian A-League players now compared to the NSL players, would you say they're better or worse or the same? Or is it comparable? Because there's a lot said about the NSL and how good and underrated the Australian players were, but it... wouldn't you think that the A-League Australian players now
2: in general would be better across, across teams? Well, look, it's difficult. I mean, people will automatically say, of course the NSL produced great players. Viduca went straight from Melbourne Knights as a young guy who won everything here, player of the year and everything like that, won leagues with uh, Melbourne Knights, went straight to Croatia, was a top... Uh, top Brett striker Emerton went straight to the Z- Netherlands for Zagreb. There, he went to Celtic. Top striker, I mean, these guys stri- went straight from NSL into first team football. Like I said, Brett Edmonton, yep. uh, Kevin Muscat went from South Melbourne straight to Crystal Palace. Well, Danny Tiago yeah, took a similar they, path. They went straight in and played first team football straight away. Uh, Ned Zelich went straight mm. from Sydney Olympic to Borussia Dortmund, played in UEFA Champions League straight away. Amazing. So we're talking about players who are world class coming from the NSL so if you're talking about the player and uh, the technique and sorry the, the, tech, the technical strengths and all the rest of it these guys with a bit of a tweaking were playing immediately the in, their, in, their, in these leagues right now we're not getting that these days the best we're getting is someone like a Matty Ryan going to Belgium and, uh, and, and playing well there uh, we're getting the Thomas Dengs of this world and Seb Pasquale's is uh, getting picked up by youth academies, right? But we're not getting uh, our so-called top, top young players or top, top A-League players going straight over, except for Aaron Moy, and he's gone to Huddersfield. He hasn't gone to Manchester City and got game time. Now, it's a bit of an unfair comparison because I think nowadays... The game's been internationalised, hasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And so if suddenly they're competing against every great African player, every great... South you American know, player. Yeah, South American player who now can see the riches are on offer and there's so much more competition to, to get a game immediately in these big leagues around the world. But if you're asking me about all the qualities that a Viduca had, uh, all the qualities... I mean, the Carlton had Grella, Bresciano and Colosimo, Colosimo, who at that time was the best out of the three of them at Carlton, all in, all in the same list. And they were only like nine to 18, 19, 20 years old. And they went on. Simon had a an injury setback. But Bresch and Vinigrelli went on to be some of the greatest players we've ever produced in Italian football in particular. Um, so, you know, you can't compare. I can't see any of our players achieving what these guys did back in the old NSL days. But these days, they're full time. And by the way, there was no Asia option back then either. And there was no Middle Eastern option back then either. Mm. It was Europe or nothing.
0: Well, if you did the numbers these days, you'd probably find that there are, well, I would think you'd find there are more Australian players playing in leagues all over the world as opposed to once upon a time where we had a concentrated amount of players playing in, in some of the, in Europe. Europe and, yeah. Yeah.
3: Just interesting. Uh, NSL had nothing on the current A League, and I'm an ex uh, Melbourne Croatia member, Tommy Greenvale. Mehmet Durakovic uh, would stop any A League striker. Yeah. So there you go. They were so, great
2: players back hmm. then, uh, but they weren't full time. They may have lived the full time life, but they didn't have the club, couldn't run full time programs because they didn't have the resources to do it.
3: Hey, Warren, uh, Spurs have been out of fashion since John Wayne wore them. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, um, so just, just uh, off here, just other text messages. Well said, Victorian Soccer League, a good alternative for clubs when FFE and FFA don't listen. Have their own Premier League high quality Aaron Go AX. Um, there you go. These NPL clubs have the backing of FIFA, the formless group. That's George in Ivanhoe. Yeah,
2: because FIFA won a second division, but mm. FIFA won't endorse uh, Rebel League. If you're not going to do it under the FFA banner, they won't endorse it. So why don't they cough up some money for it then? Well, it's well, look, it's you know maybe look by hook or by crook they can do this, right? And it it may be a loss leader for a little while, but so what? I mean, we're not a. This is a non-profit. I know this seems really weird. There's so much money in football, but it's a non profit industry. So, if it's a loss leader for a while, as long as you're being responsible and you're tapping into resources and you're thinking about it in a really, you know, methodical and serious way, there's no reason why we can't do a second division right now.
3: The clubs have got to make a profit, though, Carlos, I think. The clubs themselves. They they
2: just have to pay their bills. Right, I know, but I know they're
3: non. I, I, I don't know if they're listed as not for profit. Well, I'm not sure, but they don't. But for but, me, um,
2: clubs who keep money in the bank at the expense of uh, improving their playing squad, or at the expense of improving their academy, or getting better coaches in, they're being irresponsible. Yeah, no, no. I'm just talking mm. about revenue minus expenses, Carlos. <laughs> that, <that's, laughs> you know, I think they're th- things they that you would not understand, break even, Carlos. Break even, break even is the only thing you should be looking for uh, yeah, as no, the I best don't. scenario. In, as well, there's hardly a an
3: A-League club that breaks even. Hey, we need to take another break and come back with a little bit more of the Diegos on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
2: On 11.16 SEN, the
3: four Diegos. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Coming around the home stretch, just uh, from Marie, hello guys. And what a great win by Melbourne victory and a great loss to Barcelona. And lucky America getting Real Madrid versus uh, Barcelona in July International Cup. So there you go. So yeah. Yeah, the Americans... uh... No
2: ICC this year for us. No. We've got the Brazil-Argentina. Yeah. Bit of a letdown, that is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they haven't done a
3: great job. No, Hey, uh, Asian Champions League tonight. uh, Adelaide uh, and Jeju. uh, Yeah. Three all in the Jeez. end. Wow. There were six best. goals in the second half of you, this you game. You
0: said it like they were a team from France. France They've <laughs> uh, <Roderigan. laughs> <They'd laughs> never
3: <laughs> lost to a Korean team. There you go. Adelaide. <laughs> and Western Sydney Wanderers went to Seoul and defeated Don't FC tell me. Seoul 3-2. They're
2: just messing with us, aren't they, Western Sydney Wanderers? Yeah, Tony Bish, Popovich. And last night,
3: uh, Brisbane lost uh, 3-0 to Kashima Antlers. They're gone, Brisbane, aren't they? They're gone, Yeah, they're just
2: gone.
3: They're gone, all right. Hey, Ange Postacoglu's wheeled down. He's... Thirty man squad to twenty three. Do you reckon he does that by ballot? <laughs> no, I reckon just he picks does.
1: names out of a no, hat. No,
3: oh, seriously,
1: I, come on. I get the. I get the why impression pick thirty? That? Why titillate players by having them in the thirty? It's clear. only to have them rejected by making missing out on the twenty. Those seven blokes. Yep, you got a feel for them, haven't they Warren, you? They've
0: called their mum, mum,
1: mum. I am the thirty I'm in the soccer
0: room squad. It doesn't even
1: See, get a Warren, track suit.
2: It's very clear to our listeners that you've never coached. An At honor. any level, an let alone coaching no. the Socceroos, you've got there's things that happen. But you know, it's like three weeks when you announce the twenty, the thirty mm. man squad. There's yeah, three yeah, weeks yeah. before the game, right? You don't even get a Things happen, through. like players still train and play. Right, they still train and play. Things go wrong. They get a, the flu. Yeah, they get yeah, Carlos, injured. Carlos you know, Warren's right.
0: Th- you should at least get a certificate. I <laughs> was named the track 30 man.
2: That might be the pinnacle of your life. The th- top thirty. Yeah, now, yeah. look, wh- when that happens, your parents. Unbeknownst to the Having player, underachieved, I understand what Warren <laughs> says. But you've got a scrapbook of your achievements, Vinny. Your parents put it, you know, you don't even know about yes. it. Vicariously, yeah. These players have missed out. Their parents have cut out the little teams yeah, yeah. and stuff like oh, that. They've got the scrapbook. An and later on, when the season, when their career's over, the parents hand it to them, there's tears. Do you reckon the so FFA budget
1: extends <laughs> to a track suit for the guy in the 30s? Well, just very quickly. We all even thought, an old track suit.
3: Just very, very quickly. We all thought Riley McGree was going to get the axe, but wow. uh, Anne just kept him in. Was mm. that... Um, what was that? Just because Ange really rates him
2: when, when he includes him in Fresh the twenty-three legs. man squad? I think no, he's w-
3: was it was it a sign from Ange to anyone? I, I think
2: there's a message. I, yeah. I personally think Ange is always he's looking a
3: bit angry at the moment. Yeah, yeah, Ange. he's
2: not happy. He's not happy. Uh, but uh, but good on the kid. Yeah. and uh, let's see whether you get some game time. Yeah, it'd
3: be very interesting. Hey, thanks for your time. Thanks for your text messages tonight. Really interesting discussion. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're back on Saturday night from ten. For the final final whistle, so remember Carlos. Where Puerto Rican girls hang out. We're wherever there.
1: there. Wherever you samba, rumba and la bumba we're wherever there. there.
3: Wherever there are girls with thread on their head and balls at their feet. We're, we're there. there. Wherever gringos play football, we're, we're there. there. We are the Fortiego.